It started about a month ago. One of your friends got pregnant and shared the big news on social media. Then a week later, an acquaintance of yours made the same announcement to a mountain of likes and comments. And then, just yesterday, your closest friend told you that she too was about to join the mommy club. Now you're happy for your friends, of course, but you're starting to feel a little out of sorts. Lately, you've been thinking about the ways in which having children might not be for you. And you're not alone. The United States' birth rate has been declining. A study conducted 30 years ago showed that 78% of young women reported a plan to have children. But by 2012, the number of young women who plans to have children dropped to 42%. And with concerns about money, climate change, and the general vision for your personal future, You're not so sure that being a mom will be the right choice for you. But what does that mean for your friendships? Should you be connecting with other child-free women? Will your current mom friends gravitate toward other moms, forever remaining on a distant side of life that you will never know? Today on the Friend Forward podcast, I'm speaking with Jordan Davidson, an award-winning journalist and editorial director of Health. Her brand new book, So When Are You Having Kids is a well-researched deep dive into all that goes into considering whether or not to have children and the ways that decision will impact your relationship with others. In this episode, Jordan will discuss fertility contagion, reasons that more women are choosing not to have kids, the surprising ways that we invalidate our friends' decisions. So if you've already begun to see the ways in which parenthood has shifted the dynamics of your personal friendships, then this episode is for you. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. There's a lot of things that inspired the book. First of all, I'm a journalist. So when I have a question, my instinct is always to kind of do a deep dive and report on it. And so there, for years, we've been hearing about how the birth rate is declining. And to me, it's really obvious why the birth rate is declining. You know, there's social injustice, financial instability, student loan debt, all of these things that make people apprehensive. And so when I was hearing people talk about why why aren't people having kids? My instinct was like, why are people asking this question? How is this, you know, still something that seems to be so elusive to people and understanding why so many people have apprehension? And then the second part of it was really my own personal apprehension. I was faced due to some health concerns, you know, when I was 24, doctors pretty much said to me, you know, if you want to have kids, you should have them now. And I lived in New York City in a fifth floor walk up and I was 24 with student loan debt. And I thought to myself, like, how, how am I carrying a baby carrier up five flights of stairs? I think that was actually my first thought. Um But I didn't know if that was the right decision for me at that time. And I didn't really feel like I had anywhere that I could go to talk about it, which I feel like, you know, brings back the point about friendship because in my friend group, which was largely 
people in their mid twenties, you know, I would say, and everyone living in New York city, I would say like, well, have you thought about kids? And they're like kids, you know, like, what am I like a child bride? Um, because that's kind of like the attitude, you know, in very urban areas where people have kids in their you know thirties. And so that made me feel really alone at the time to feel like I had to make such a huge life-changing decision by myself. I mean, so I was really impressed by the the nuance and the care for each of these um, very specific factors that weigh so heavily on making such a decision. Thank you. Yeah. As I really dove into this topic, talking to all different people, you know, for Black women, there's a fear of the maternal mortality rate. For queer people, there's a fear about parentage and whether, you know, the state potentially could come and take away your children and all of these things that diving into the research, I was like, okay, it's not just me and everyone has all of these different concerns. And it was really important for me to make a comprehensive resource where everyone felt like their concerns were heard. Mm, yeah. And you achieved that because I, 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 there are these, these blurbs in the stories throughout, you're highlighting tons of, of stories. Um, so we can hear multiple voices and backgrounds and experiences, which I really appreciate. You know, you mentioned friendship just now and the ways in which making this choice impacts our friendships. And I don't know that a lot of people are thinking of friendships, you know, very consciously when they're determining that, but I think at some point they realize, okay, whether I have them or not, it's probably going to shift socially what I'm able to do and and by extension, the relationships I have with people in my life. What kinds of things were you hearing from the people you interviewed about how their friendships were affected by choosing to have children, by not being able to have children, that's a big one I've, I've heard, a lot, you know, often in, in coaching sessions and DMs is about, you know, infertility and the private struggle and how that happens to, you know, impact friendships, whether those friends know or not. Um, so what kind of stories were you hearing from, from people on the ground? I think the biggest takeaway when it comes to having children or not having children and friendships is that people feel left behind. So they either feel left behind because they decided to have kids and then their friends move on and, you know, continue going to brunch and all, you know, you can't, you can't bring your baby to Saturday brunch every week. Um, so the people who decide to have kids feel left behind. And then for people who don't have children or have decided not to have children, they also feel left behind because they see their friends going through these major life milestones, which change you fundamentally as a person. And all of a sudden the friends that they had for, you know, a year, three years, 10 years, isn't the same person that they've been friends with this entire time. And while people who don't have children are happy for their friends to see them, you know, develop into this future version of themselves, it can be really isolating. And I think it can be isolating on both sides. And there has been a lot of remorse expressed by people on both sides that, you know, they feel left behind and kind of accepting it as, you know, I made this choice and this is what this means for my life, but I wish it didn't have to change my friendships. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking about different like TikTok videos and videos I've seen on social media of women who are, um, 
kind of like publicly grieving their friendships or there's a lot of blame, you know, hey, you guys go and have kids and then you totally change on us. And sometimes I watch that as a woman with two kids and I think like, well, gosh, I mean, I mean, I guess I I did. I had to, you know, I've got this little yeah. thing that needs me to like breathe, eat and sleep. But at the same time, kind of grappling with who I am, who I want to be. I don't want my friends to to see me differently. I want to be the same Danielle they know, but but I can't. Like I literally can't go back to that place. Um, and also trying to be mindful of, you know, do they think that I I can't relate to them anymore and trying to prove that I can um, and all those things. Have you heard anything about that in terms of parenting and identity and, and how that affects how we relate to one another? I think when it comes to people who are child-free, and I use the term child-free here really to describe people who have chosen not to have children, they feel sort of second fiddle to parents where, you know, there's one story in the book about this woman who at work, she had put time off and then a few of her coworkers had maternity leave. And this was a vacation that she took every year at the same time. And she couldn't take her vacation because her coworker had maternity leave. And so while she understood it, you know, to her, it was like, I do the same thing every year. And now this year I, I can't because I don't have children. And so I think that that's, a really good example of how child-free people tend to feel when their friends take on this parent identity because they hear things like, oh, you don't know tired until you have mm -hmm. kids or, you know, the kids have to come first. And it feels like it really diminishes them as people. And so I feel like from what I've heard, there seems to be this sense of unconscious competition where it's like, Sometimes it's, you know, who's struggling more, who has the right to complain, who is, um, you know, who is doing more. And it's just different. And I think that, you know, parents feel like their challenges aren't heard necessarily by their friends, maybe because they're afraid to share fully because they don't want to be, you know, judged as like you were saying, like not the Danielle that they knew and the child free folks feel like they can't fully share their lives because their lives are seen as less than because they chose not to have children. But I think really at the core of it is that everyone wants to maintain those friendships, but everyone also wants to feel heard and validated that their lives and their choices are important. Mm, gosh, they give me goosebumps because it, as you're <laughs> speaking, I'm recalling personal situations, maybe being at brunch with some women who have kids and some who don't. And I'm thinking about what those conversations looked like. Um, I know recently I was at a brunch and there was you know, there were four women who had kids, one who did not. And the whole conversation centered around our kids. And at some point I was just like, okay, well, you know, I, I said her name, let's say it's Samantha. I was like, okay, so Samantha, what do you got going on? And I sometimes try to challenge the group as well. Okay, let's do, can we pause mommy talk? Let's pause mommy talk, ladies. Like what else is going on? And so it's just interesting to see how it shapes our conversation, how we relate to one another. Um, you mentioned earlier, and this, and I felt convicted because I think I've said it. You mentioned earlier the the comment about, um, oh, girl, you don't even know tired. You don't even yes. know. What are some other uh, phrases or experiences or statements you're hearing from the child-free community that their friends may say, maybe to be funny, maybe to be helpful, uh, that come across as either judgmental or feels like pressure or, or, or things like that that you found to be unhelpful or maybe even actively harmful? 
Mm-hmm. I think the big one is around really personal bandwidth. So the comments of like, you don't know tired, you don't know stressed, your, you know, your challenges are not as significant as mine because I'm doing all of these things. Plus I'm taking care of, of children on top of it. Uh, I think the other big one is really just this idea that child-free people don't know things. So, um, you know, even in their own decision-making, when they say, I don't want to have kids, or I'm not at a place where I'm going to have kids right now. And I feel comfortable with that. Sometimes people will say to them, you know, well, I didn't want to have kids. And then I I met my Mm. partner or I didn't want to have kids. And then this happened, or it'll, it'll change as you get older, or once you meet the right person. And there's a lot of like this, helpful invalidation that happens because they, as a friend, you're trying to be supportive and say, you know, oh, maybe you'll meet the right person and thinking that maybe in part, the person has decided not to have children because of some sort of factors beyond their control. But a lot of people who are child-free have felt that way for a long time and are pretty, you know, steadfast in their decision to not have children. And so sometimes it feels like, okay, I can't even talk to my friend about what I'm doing in my life or or where things are because they feel like now that they're a parent, they know more than I do. And even about myself, that they know more than I do. And I think that that can be really invalidating for some folks. Gosh, oh, you're like, you're preaching right now. You are <laughs> so, it's so good. And I'm I'm so happy for women who are listening, who I know have this as top of mind and who have, you know, privately send me messages where they bring it up in coaching sessions about that, that moment in time where your friend gets married or has children and you are dealing with this internal conflict because you're happy for her, but you know, you know, things are about to change. She's about to adopt this new identity, maybe relate to you differently. Um, I hear a complaint and this is in the marriage context as well of, you know, suddenly she's the old wise sage and she yeah. <laughs> is giving me advice and, and now I'm, she's my mentor. I think she thinks she's my coach, you know, and it's just kind of like if, if one of the fundamental Kind of tenets, I guess, of friendship is that you are a peer. We're go- we're choosing to go through life together. I elect to bring you in. Then, as soon as we start operating from a place of, oh, honey, you don't even know. You know, you'll learn later. You don't know what you want. I said that too, and look at me. Um, I, I just appreciate you pointing out how that can feel so invalidating and belittling and um, and diminishing for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, I mean, I guess you kind of touched on that, but the the pressures, the invalidation from friends who are really trying to be helpful, but not realizing how it can make the person on the other side feel. So one, one thing that I think people can do if they have children and their friend doesn't have mm-hmm. children is really trying to set aside time to nurture that friendship. You know, when you get married and you have kids, you have to set aside time for your partner and, you know, making sure that you're still having date night and your friends need that too. I think if you have friends who are child-free, it's going to take a little bit of extra work to nourish those friendships, to make sure that you are carving out time where, you know, you were saying earlier, the whole, you know, like, let's pause on mom me talk, uh, things like that, you know, asking about your friend's life and trying not to jump in, really making that conscious effort to not put 
your thoughts and your feelings about how the learnings from your life changing onto them. I I think that that's really kind of the best way to approach it because the people who I have spoken to who are child-free, friendship is one of the biggest things that they bring up that is such a, a sore point for them because there is this immense sadness that they feel when their friends announce that they are going to have children because they know that the friendship is going to change. And so of course it is. No one's saying that the friendship shouldn't change or you know won't change, but I think it really does take effort and energy if those friendships mean something to you to really say to your friend like, hey, you still mean a lot to me and I am making the time for you. And I think on the other side too, for the child-free person, it's important to still show up and be invested and ask questions and care. And then for the person who does have children, you know, to understand that, um, you know, just because your friend doesn't have children doesn't mean maybe that they want to come to all of the kid activities and that's the only way that they ever interact with you. Right. Oh gosh. I love, I appreciate you answering the question. How do we stay connected to one another when we choose different lifestyles, when we choose different paths, what can we do to, to stay related or to stay connected? Um, I appreciate you, you answering that. Um, one thing I I'm, I'm wondering as well is the person who has children, you know, of course being mindful and that they don't want to attend all the things and have this conversation and, and assuming that they'll be interested in the things you have to share about, you know, diaper cream and formula. Like they don't, you know, as a, as a friend, they'll care because they care about you, but you know, that once wasn't a part of the conversation and now you're asking them to adopt like this new bucket of interest as well. Um, it's also challenging me to think too about, us remembering who we were outside of kids and who we are outside of children. Because I've seen mom friends who that is all that that's who they become when they make this choice. And so maybe it's more of a challenge for them to quote unquote relate to their child-free friends. But I think it's become such a part of their identity that it's like, girl, who, who else are you? What else do you do? What else do you like? And um, again, I think these are, you know, questions that we grapple with at the forefront of that decision. Like, who do I want to be and how will I be able to still relate to my friends? Yes. And I think that that's a really big part of why people grow apart from their friends after they have children, because their identities change and maybe they lose touch with some parts of their identities that their friends know. And the friends then mourn the loss of that person because it's not when you have these discussions where it's just, you know, you envelop and become just your children because you are being this, you know, awesome mom. They're so excited for you and to see you become this new person, but they also mourn the loss of the person who you were if they can't connect with that person anymore. Mm, A harsh reality, a harsh truth. I think we like to tie things in a bow of like, oh, you know, thick or thin, ups or downs, you know, I'll be here. But, you know, um, but that's a harsh reality of can I relate to this new person you've become? Yes or no. And, And what does that mean for the friendship? I might still have love for you, but I don't know how to relate to you in this new terrain. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I appreciate you kind of, you know, speaking so frankly to that. Let me ask you, you know, what else do you feel like it's important for people to know, you know, as, as we go and we order this book and we read this book and, and have so many questions, what is your hope 
um, for the book? What is it that you feel like you want readers to take away from this experience? I want readers to really take the time to reflect on what they want. You're staying a little bit on the topic of friendship. There is this phenomenon that researchers call fertility contagion. And the idea is that when people in your closest spheres have children, you're more likely to also have children. And this effect is greater in people who already were thinking like, okay, I want to have kids. And not so much for people who have been, you know, staunch in the I don't want kids camp, but within two years of your friends having children, you are more likely to also have children. And that's because, you know, probably a lot of the things that we talked about of this fear of being left behind, that plays into it. But researchers also call it a cost-saving method in that if your friend goes first and you, people tend to be friends with people who are similar to them. So if you're working similar jobs, if you live in similar neighborhoods, if you live in, if you have similar incomes, watching your friends go through the challenges of parenthood and seeing them come out on the other side can make you feel more confident to then have children. So it's it's kind of a, a two-parter of, you know, this version of peer pressure or this, hey, so-and-so can do it, so can I. And so, you know, and that effect is also happens if your coworkers have kids, it's less strong there. It's even stronger if your siblings have kids, but essentially this fertility contagion. And that's why um, if you're on social media and you see one friend have kids and then all of a sudden, you know, like six months later, your newsfeed is you feel like everyone in the world is having a baby. Um, I think it's in part because of that, because people are seeing it or they're feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm in my thirties time to have kids and this strong effect. But really my goal of the book is for people to make their own decisions and to think about all of the factors that can be influencing them. What you've been told through society, there is this um, notion of having kids as this, you must achieve milestone that has probably been passed down from like our grandparents to great grandparents generation, which is based on a period of prosperity in the fifties and sixties that you know, led to the baby boom, but that's not the world we live in today. So really, thinking about all of the messages that you have processed about having kids and trying to think about what is best for you. What makes you feel excited? What do you think? What do you want your future to look like? And I don't think that people really give themselves the time and the space to do that work. And that's my goal of the book is to say to people, here are all of the factors that might be influencing your decision-making. Think about how these things make you feel and then try to pull out your feelings. I don't claim in the book to you know, know the answers. I don't. And I really don't want people to think that the book is me saying like, hey, you should or you shouldn't have kids. Whichever way you decide is totally valid. But I think it's really important for people to take a look deep inside themselves and say, what is it that I want from my life? Tune out the other noises. And really, that's what I hope that the book can do for folks. Okay, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> it's so good. And, and God, that is so fascinating about the, the fertility contagion. But that is, I mean, your mission 
is so powerful to, to kind of give us a wake up call and to say, hey, pause for a second. Look at all these factors. Now decide for yourself without being so attuned to the immediate network around you and following suit. Really get in tune with how you feel, what you want for your life and what what fits best. I mean, this is so powerful. It's so powerful. And I think the work you're doing is so important. Thank you. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the book. Thank you for the work you do. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Friend Forward podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. All right, ladies, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want to encourage you to think about the ways that your decision to have children has or will impact your friendships. Then I want you to identify the current friendships in your life that you most want to prioritize and brainstorm tangible ways that you can remain connected despite choosing different paths. Because being the outlier in your group, whether you're all about that mom life or you're the single rich auntie who's traveling the world, making these different life choices is going to impact the way that we relate to and spend time with other people in our circle. But if a friendship really adds value to your life, it might require you to put in work that once wasn't required for the two of you to stay connected. So think on that a little bit. Tell me what you come up with. And if this episode especially resonates with you, won't you leave a review and then come and tell me what's been stirring in your heart and your mind by reaching out at betterfemalefriendships.com or by following us on Instagram at friendforward. I can't wait to hear about what today's discussion has been stirring up for you. And until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.